Looking to grow your business? PartnerStack accelerates the growth of your partner ecosystem by simplifying every step of your partnership journey so that you can find new customers, grow your market share, and boost demand for your products. Trusted by companies like Monday.com, Apollo.io, and Vimeo, PartnerStack is your go-to resource for partner management and affiliate program software. Head on over to callenbrecken.com forward slash PartnerStack to take the free quiz on affiliate marketing or just click the link in the show notes. Now, let's get on to today's episode. Welcome to the Business Gate Podcast, where we talk about all things business, marketing, and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Callum Brecken, and on today's episode, I have editor-in-chief of the Partner Stack publisher, Chloe C., Chloe considers herself a Gaijin journalist, media critic, and social justice warrior with background in print and digital magazines. In addition to running content marketing for PartnerStack, Chloe has been published in the Toronto Star, Curve, Fashion, and the Food Network Canada, just to name a few. When she's not promoting ecosystems in the SaaS world or intersectional feminism and emphasizing the importance of positive representation, she's enjoying lesbian rom-coms and appreciating great storytelling. I'm really excited to talk to Chloe today about affiliate marketing, so let's jump in. All right, Chloe, I am so freaking excited to have you on the show today because we are going to be talking about affiliate marketing and kind of what that is and what that means for the everyday person. Because I think a lot of people hear the term affiliate marketing and they think of like their aunt's juice job or their friend who's hawking some of these like pills or like supplements and all of that kind of stuff. That is not what we are talking about today. We're not talking about MLMs. No, we are diving into the actual business around what affiliate marketing is in today's terms online and actually some cool stuff that TikTok is now starting to do. And we're going to dive into that as well. But to start us off, Chloe, what is partner stack? Oh my goodness. So partner stack, that's where I work, my place of employment, but also ultimately like partner stack itself is an all-in-one ecosystem platform with like a PRM, a partnership relationship management platform at the heart of it that connects directly with a network and one of the largest B2B networks in the world um, with partners ready to make partner program magic, which is where you'd find affiliate marketing as one of the partner programs that um, can be run on partner stack. Okay, so to break that down for people who are listening, basically, I'm on partner stack because I'm an affiliate, I have lots of affiliate links that I use. That's what you probably listen to one when you listen to this episode at the very beginning, that would have been my affiliate link, my affiliate system. So inside a partner stack, you can be one of two things, you can be a business offering, hey, I'm going to pay you a certain percentage for uh, if somebody buys this product through your link. Or you can be the person like me on the other side saying, I'm going to share that link. And then every time there's a sale or multiple sales, I'm going to get a percentage of that sale. So this is kind of what we're talking about. And partner stack is the home where a lot of these live. So it's a really easy place to manage all of your affiliate links. Well, you're exactly right. Partner Stack was actually founded as an affiliate solution for B2B tech companies. It's been like developing an affiliate management platform and marketplace and network since 2015. Um, and that's when we were founded. Um, today, Partner Stack supports uh, more than 500 B2B tech companies that run their partner programs, and 400 of which are running affiliate programs. So 
that is kind of a big part of our business. Affiliate marketing is real and it can happen. It's easy to get caught up in the acronym game when you get into partnerships for sure. But ultimately partner stack helps people help people. So whether you're on the vendor side or the partner side, it's really like um, an opportunity for vendors and our companies to partner up with folks like you um, and relevant content creators and help promote products and share audiences. So that's kind of like the really great, exciting opportunity. It's You can look at it also as a form of co-marketing Yes, that drives literal revenue. Yeah, it's like, it's to break it down, it's like the influencer marketing. The influencer is influencing people saying, go buy this product. They go through a specific special link and then they get a piece of the sale from that product. Or they've been paid a lump sum to do that. I prefer to get the link because then I get, you know, every single time somebody goes through that from now until forever, I'm going to get some sales on there or some recurring revenue. Such a marketer. Um, tracking it. I know, right? You got to track it, got to track it. So I also want to say, I'm pretty sure people know what these terms are, but B2B means business to business and mm -hmm. B2C means business to customer. So just because I know that we're going to be throwing those around a lot. Um, can we explain what SaaS is? Because we've said SaaS. SaaS, like software as a service. Yeah. Just so I wanted to make sure that people knew because we're going to also say SaaS a lot as well. So SaaS is software as a service. So any kind of software online that you're using, like I use ConvertKit for my email marketing, that is a SaaS product. I am a partner on PartnerStack. That is a SaaS product. So I just wanted to make sure before we really dive into the weeds that everybody knew these acronyms before no, we I started to truly, truly dive in. Okay. A good level so, set because SaaS is also like kind of kind of linked to startup land too. So it's interesting because people sometimes look at it that way, but SaaS also connects to mid-market and enterprise companies as well. But it's interesting. Like, so it's just software cloud-based workies, right? Yeah. And products. <laughs> yeah. Techie stuff. Yay. Okay. Yeah. So how does this type of marketing benefit businesses? Let's dive into that kind of conversation now. I mean, like. Um, for businesses that are kind of leaning into a proper strategy and doing a bit more than a side of the desk effort into affiliate marketing, it, it becomes an indirect channel that leads to literal revenue. Um, obviously, there has to be critical thinking and a strong understanding of audience fit and product fit from both a business perspective and audience perspective. Um, some like characteristics of a B2B tech company that typically suits affiliate programs are like low consideration purchase, high volume transactions, companies that offer like a free tier or low priced options for figures annually or less, um, established categories, content creators, affiliates that are already kind of writing about your space. So that's where the, the fit and the understanding of content audience is really, really important, especially if you want to see success with it. Because if you're like for you, right, you're doing business stuff. If an affiliate for tampons comes to you, might not be the best fit, might not be. So it's really understanding the kind of the users that you're attracting, your audience, your readership, um, or whatever platform you're kind of leveraging affiliates for. Uh, the product market fit is key uh, for your direct go-to-market motion. So I think it's often seen as kind of a more go-to-market marketing option for companies to kind of create that indirect channel to also generate that revenue mm -hmm. for the business. It supports I, brand awareness and all that stuff. Yeah, I always thought of it as like a really great low cost way for a business to grow exponentially instead of spending all this money on advertising, they find a bunch of affiliates, which, you know, could be <laughs> synonymous in today's language with 
influencer and then have them go out and spread the word. So it's huge business. Lots of people are actually genuinely making a lot of money online. And also I want people to understand that if you went to like the Wall Street Journal and they sent you off to go look at some sort of a product or something, I can guarantee you that that is probably an affiliate link to a degree. Well, yeah, I think there's, I think that a lot of publishers do it editorially already. And the opportunity is to monetize that audience and also support. So I think it depends. Like, well, I, 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 news outlets can't do it ethically. So typically they'll have a branded content section. So um, spoiler alert, uh, I come from a B to C background. And so like the experience in media with affiliates has been very different than B to B with affiliates, but having been a, a kind of a player on both sides, it's super interesting. Um, in my B2C days, I worked within lifestyle portfolios. So a good example would be like of, of a good use of affiliates um, because we partnered with some affiliates like CJ Affiliates and we did Amazon and we created storefronts and everything else. Um, and what we actually found was we had really important conversations to um, as editors. Is this... Um, are we selling too hard to people? Or is this like a good fit? Is it, are people, is this going to take the entertainment out of the editorial? And that was something we didn't want to risk. Um, however, what we found was it actually does help readers and users sometimes who are looking for solutions. So for example, um, one of the brands that were within that kind of lifestyle portfolio was Food Network for Food Network Canada. And we came up with some editorial to try it and test and learn with our audience. Like I tried it, um, as also women's lifestyle. So I tried it with different kinds of fits depending on brand, but we'll use Food Network because that's a clear one. Um, Food Network could do roundups of like the best kitchen gadgets under $100. Now, here's the thing. As a user, enjoying a digital experience, while it's great to like understand that's something I can look up on my own, how much easier is it for a user to have that link right there? Now, I think the legal language is actually really important here where you need to disclose that you're going to be earning a commission off this link. Um, so, you know, once you address all the ethics and, and, um, legal standards for it all, it, I think it does create opportunity for both the reader and the user and the brand and the product folks. So what you're doing is creating like a clear path to solutions for your everyday life. So that made it a lot easier. Like think back in the sixties when you get like a Sears catalog and you're like, okay, these were great products. I got to go in the store and get them now. Whereas like, welcome to 2023, you can get like an editorial roundup of the best um, stocking stuff, stocking stuffers for like for the holidays coming up and having an affiliate link to be like, oh, this is exactly where I can go buy my sustainable green, like bee wax cover or whatever. Right. And then you have an affiliate link, you disclose exactly what what's happening there editorially and you help the user. Yes. And so this is really important because I know you know, if somebody's excited about getting into they're like, Oh, my goodness, this is an opportunity. And there is but like, you have to commit to it. Like my website, I am an affiliate for a lot of things. I put out blog posts, a lot of the articles do have affiliate links. But I also have a disclaimer up in the top right hand side of every single article that it says, hey, some of the clicks you or some of the links you click in here may or may not be affiliate links, because some are some aren't. And so you need to make sure that you have that legal language. It it's very visible and viewable and that you're always leading with integrity. And anytime that I partner with a company or an organization or a business, 
I only do it for the businesses I genuinely, honestly use. So a lot of the things on my websites that the website that I've talked about, or a lot of the ads that I put into my um, podcast episodes, it's all products that I've used. Like I use ConvertKit myself. So of course I'm going to recommend them as an email service provider because I've used other ones and I didn't like them as much. So making sure you're aligning that integrity with like, oh, I also genuinely use this product. Now, not everybody's going to be integral, especially in the influencer world. But you know, take it all with a grain of salt. If they genuinely sound like they use the product and that they've enjoyed the product, then you can, you know, hopefully trust and trust that person that they are using it. But that's also coming with the trust of that influencer. And like they build that with their audience. And if they take this business seriously, if they're actually building a business, not just being like, I'm an influencer, hey, I'm cool, but actually looking at the business side of it, they will take that very seriously being like, I will only partner with companies or businesses that genuinely match me on that level. Well, it's a brand fit, right? And it's value alignment. And I think that, you know, I give credit to audiences. Audiences are smart. They're people. <laughs> people are, are, are very, and especially when you look at demos and generations, right? We know millennials as a fact don't like advertisements and being sold to, but they do like helpful solutions. So it's comes down to framing that kind of value fit. And I love that you, of course you do maintain the integrity of um, only promoting tools and products that you've used personally that you can speak to. And I think a lot of that can come through in the editorial, right? If you're doing an, if you're writing an article and your ability to speak to that product and the use case of it and the solution it provides for you is clear. And, and, and I think that's, that's another way of of looking at affiliates rather than like, it's not like it, when you look at SEO, like people keyword stuff sometimes, right? Cause you're just trying to sell, sell, sell. That's not what affiliates are about. Affiliates can have a lot of integrity. And that's why I think sometimes people view it as, um, you know, less than as a, as a business, because they don't quite understand the critical thinking that's involved to find those brand values and audience fits that is happening with some people who are doing it legitimately, I guess, to tie into our theme today, right? Yeah. There are a ton of folks doing it. Publishers don't want to be promoting products. They're not um, comfortable endorsing either. They're doing their homework. Their editors are looking into it as like one of the editors in a past life. I 100% push back on anything that didn't make sense for the publication. It would be like, why are we promoting this? Who is actually using this? And, you know, you get into those, you have to engage in those conversations. And I think that's the other piece of affiliates that I think people don't talk about enough. It's the communication around how you speak to it. And like most things, if you do approach it in an authentic way and it's providing actual meaning and value, it's an easier way to like operate it. But if you're forcing things, that's when you're going to lose the integrity. You're going to lose the value fit. And that's going to be an issue. That's where things don't feel so credible. Mm -hmm. But it's very possible to do that. I'm really curious and interested because TikTok just introduced their shop experience. I'm not a big TikToker, all the kids oh out there. Goodness, um, and so I'm not a huge TikToker. I've just started it now because I know it needs to be part of my business being on socials. I don't love social, but I know I need to do a part of it. Um, but I know before we jumped on the call, we talked about how they are introducing like a really easy shopping option. How do you think that's going to affect the kind of affiliate marketing world that they're going to be doing on there. And do you think the waters are going to get muddied with people just hawking stuff? 
Okay. So I have, I have a lot of thoughts on this because I am a big TikTok fan. Um, I lose many hours a day to it for sure. And I'm going to, and I'm going to actually point on a nuance and the way I look at it. I actually don't think the social media platform, it's an interest-based platform. I don't think they're influencers on there. I think they're creators on there. And I think why that works and why that's exciting is because there is more of an authentic vibe to TikTok. The thing is, we know Instagram, people curate for Instagram, right? Like that's a whole thing. Instagram is a social network. You end up having people you worked with like five years on there and you just get like life updates of like their new babies. And that is something that becomes less relevant when they're not in your social circles and you're like, okay, I'm still getting this and you're tracking people's social lives. That is not what TikTok is. TikTok is an interest platform. These are people talking about things they're passionate about people they do all the time, like they have their content, they figure out their niche, they lean into it, they become like experts. It is an ADHDers dream world. It's true. Like it's, it's made for rabbit holes, hyper fixations and deep dives. And I think where I see the opportunity for the TikTok shop is because it's baked into that authentic ecosystem. I don't I mean, I guess I'm being a little optimistic about this. I, I can't really speak to uh, where it's going to actually land because I'm sure a lot of businesses will try to turn it into a channel and that's going to, that will inherently kind of lose some of that authenticity. But the thing is a TikTok user knows the difference between a brand page and an individual page and how that's going to work. So I, I, I'm putting a lot of faith in the user here and like the viewer here. But um, I do think that there is an opportunity for folks who do have expertise and developed kind of a niche space to be able to promote products that are relevant to other viewers in that space. And what I see is creating like small little ecosystem hubs of relevant products and relevant kind of stories and meaning um, to the to the viewer. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that's I. I think that's the biggest difference between interest platforms and social platforms and why TikTok is supreme. This is really interesting conversation because I never thought of TikTok like that. I just thought of it like another social thing that I'm like, oh, God, another rabbit hole to go down. Um, so it's really interesting to hear what you have to say. I'm going to have to spend more time on it. Oh, that sounds that's bad. Um, oh, I you. I'm going to be sending you. I'm going to be sliding a bunch of TikToks in your DMs. And you're going to be like, why did I ask for this? No, you and you didn't ask for it. I just volun told you that I was going to do this and right. uh, get excited to be but on my it, TikTok. But I do like that you say that because I do notice that it is different the way that it's set up and the way that I interact with somebody's profile. I can deep dive into their thoughts and what they're thinking. And especially like in, take me, for example, in the business world, business entrepreneurship, marketing kind of world, I could have a bunch of series on TikTok talking about things. And naturally, I'm going to talk about the things that I use in my business, the systems I use in my business, the products I use. I could be able to use my affiliate links over there, fully disclosing these are affiliate links, but people would know, but it would be coming across in a very authentic way because that's what my business is. So the other thing that TikTok offers now, this sounds like I'm just promoting TikTok, but the other thing TikTok does offer that I think is unique and neat is playlists. So you could, in theory, create an entire playlist devoted where you're explicit. These are my products like I'm like supporting and users can just go and that are interested in that go to that playlist and watch one after the other if it does make sense to them now if you get a creator like um and i follow some of these i don't know why i love cleaning tiktoks i but... love uh, chiropractor chiropractor oh. snapper poppers oh, oh yeah i love, love that, that. 
but that we'll use the chiropractor one as an example. I was going to do the other one, but the, you know, for chiropractor, right? Like if you're watching all these people crack, what they're, what, what would are, what are some like products that would make sense for them? Foam rollers, you know, massage balls, you know, um, certain clothing that helps you. Besser pillows. Yeah. Right. They think about, and it's, it's having that kind of content editorial understanding too of what makes sense with the content you're promoting and already speaking to. So a part, if you were a partner looking to promote your product, you'd be like, this chiropractor actually makes a lot of sense. They have a lot of viewers of viewers, and I could provide a product solution for this viewership. And that's kind of like the relationship you're looking for. Welcome to partnerships. It's all about finding like passion point alignments, audience fits and solutions where two people can win-win. And I think that's why partner stack is great in that like they help people help people connect through the network of finding out, um, business opportunities. So we did this with, I mean, it's obviously easier to talk to be in the B2C form because we're talking products, solutions, um, everyday uses of things, but translate that to business. And you've got the same thing. You kind of did that for your business uh, through articles right now, right? You're, you know, solutions for mail drip, email drip campaigns, you know, like what the best ones are. You're an expert in the space. The tools you use will help other people who are aspiring to do similar work to you. Mm-hmm. Big time. And so if somebody's listening to this and they want to start getting into this affiliate world, there's kind of in my head, I see there's two different routes. There's the influencer. I want to partner with cool things that I like and, you know, be a part of those sales. And then there's the other more editorial, like I have a blog or a podcast or something like that. So how can somebody get into affiliate business marketing like this? So it's interesting because like, again, you're I, as um it's it, it's it's it depends on what side you want to get into it. If you're like on a marketing team, right, and you're like this is a good indirect business solution, in in it can be for most companies, right? Especially like I don't know if we're talking about tech. We know like let's be real, 2023 a pretty brutal year for tech. Uh, the assignment is to do more with less you know, what might be a good solution here, affiliates, like an indirect partner program where you can kind of, um, extend your brand reach, create conversions and transactions through affiliate marketing, um, kind of get your product in front of new eyeballs and audiences, but you gotta, you know, um, line up that ICP ideal customer profile. Sorry. I hate when we start speaking into acronyms and I'm like, no one, why are we doing that? I do. I, I find myself doing this now, but like a, an ideal customer profile is important. Understanding the audience fit. And for, so from a, a marketer perspective, it's kind of looking for those opportunities. Um, affiliates are also born in a lot of sales teams, right? So like it's, a, it part, it's mostly from go-to-market motions where affiliates would make the most sense to be born in a new organization or like newer to an organization. So I think it's like finding those fits, understanding that getting to know your go-to-market strategy really, really well, figuring out ICP, knowing what your audience is, really knowing where to surface this stuff and then partnering with the right partners that share that ICP audience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be like a business perspective on how to do it. I think, um, something that I've seen, uh, with a lot of folks who launch partner programs, they typically start with affiliates too. Um, it's an easier one to do referrals. Also another partner program. That's, that's that, that, that I think they launch together sometimes or after the affiliates. Um, but from like a creator, like if, if I'm a creator watching this, like, um, it's get to know your audience, right? And I think a lot of the answers are already with a lot of creators. 
Um, and it's kind of just that exercise of sitting down, understanding what is the volume of audience? What is the quality of this volume? Do I know the demo? Because once you kind of have those answers, it's easier to partner with a product from a creator standpoint. Like I use this, or when you get cold outreach calls, you know what you're willing to say yes and no to. So if I was a B2B creator and, um, my focus was, um, media or top marketing, right? Well, let's say marketing, uh, content marketing. And I, and I love to give work advice. Usually like there are a lot of, there are a lot of different kind of, um, businesses that I could partner with, right? Like whether it's, I don't know, there is, you have to think about end users in this case, I think too. So it's like software that makes sense for my audience that could help people that are doing the same kind of work as I am. And it's like really knowing yourself too, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Because those answers, that's going to be hard to do, but it's really having a strong sense of um, your value mm -hmm. and what you're already bringing to people and being able to like articulate that. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I mean, when I started, it was, it was pretty straightforward. I was like, what do I use? What do I like using? And then going to Google and looking up, does ConvertKit have an affiliate program? Does this have an affiliate program? And seeing like, what are you already using? What are you already talking about a lot? And then going to those businesses on Google and searching and being like, hey, does this company have an affiliate program? And then requesting to join that program. Now, like not all companies are going to say yes, because depending on your profile, like what you know, ways you have to market, like what kind of style different companies have different regulations and what they like to work with and what they don't like to work with. Um, but you know, you can start off small and there's such a range of like what you can make. Some products are one-time sales and you only get that one-time sale. It might be a little bit higher. Other programs, the ones that I prefer to get into are more of the reoccurring revenue type SaaS program. So it's yeah. like software as a service, those people are going to be paying their monthly bill every single month. And the more that that stacks up, the more I'm building that kind of residual income into my business, that stable foundation so that when it gets to a certain point, you can consistently count on a certain amount of money coming in every single month, because you know, most people are going to continue paying their bills. It's not going to be like one thing and all of a sudden everybody stops. It's like, a little trickle in, a little trickle out. So making sure you're thinking about this in a business standpoint and really finding like what makes the most sense for you and who you are and what you want to bring to the table. Yeah. And as a vendor on the other side, know where your customers live on the internet. Where are they? And it's like, and finding the right people to help surface that product solution in front of them. Yes, 100%. So like different ideas people can have is like, for me, take me as an example, I use blogging. So I have a website where I have a blog that I talk about a lot of different things, a lot of different things in the world of business, tech, entrepreneurship, marketing, and it lives on that blog. And then people search items on Google, and then they find my blog post, they read the article, they like what I had to say, they're like, cool, I'm going to use ConvertKit because, you know, you made a lot of really great points here. And I really enjoyed that they go through they buy that product. That's one way you can also be um, using them in ads like I do off the top of this podcast episode, I put them in the ads, I make sure my affiliate link is there, it's great to go. You can do it on your social media. If you're a big influencer, even if you're just starting out, finding those specific products, and you can put a link to it in your like, you know, link in bio, go there and everybody has their things. And I see them all the time. Like there's like, there's this one, like, 
workout influencer who I like because he's not like a gym bro. He's super chill, super fun, super cute, um, obviously. And uh, he picks his specific things. Like it's like a workout belt or like the protein powders and whatever. And they're just kind of one-off kind of things, but they still align with his niche and like what he stands for and represents. Like it wouldn't make sense for him to be like, go join ConvertKit kids. Like, <laughs> you know, picking your thing. So there's lots of different ways that you can learn how to build this into your life. Even if it's one product and it's one simple thing, but you tell all of your friends to go get it all of the time, become an affiliate for it. Or like a micro influencer. But I think also just like, as a content person and so I'm not sure like this is always where it gets money and I'm like do people think of the world like this but if you understand distribution and you already have like a strong sense and understanding of how to distribute content affiliate marketing is just kind of an extension of that um because any channel you're using to kind of promote organic content is an opportunity to promote that kind of affiliate content um when appropriate obviously but you know, if you're, I don't know, I'm a seasonality person too, still, because that's probably from B2C, but around the holidays, right? If you're doing a roundup and being like this holiday season, like things that you should pay attention to, or like you want to get ready for next year or new year, new you as a theme, for example, a newsletter based on that, you can drive directly to affiliate links there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, any kind of opportunity like that, like you mentioned, link in bios are also a great way. People do it sometimes per post. Um, and then people like integrate it in their articles as well. But you can also go hard or soft, right? Like in a newsletter distribution form, you can also point to the organic article and then hope people find that affiliate link if you want to go softer on it. Or if you know that your audience would love this solution, go straight to that affiliate link. Be like, you know, if you're looking for this, here is your answer for that. And um, there are really clever ways of doing that. But it really depends and it comes down to, and I can't emphasize this enough, is really knowing your audience. Mm -hmm. Right? Exactly. And also, I was going to say also, like if businesses want to implement this, it doesn't even have to be a direct like online, like a partner stack or something like that. You can just find businesses or organizations. If you're more like a brick and mortar or something like that, you're mutual referral program it's like i send people your way you send people my way and just attaching some sort of a price tag to that and be like hey this is how much we'll pay for every single person you send my way and that's a great way to i think of it more as like diversification of business and the more you diversify your business and have different people referring you because they actually use your products or services and like who you are the more that word of mouth is going to spread. And we all know that word of mouth has some of the best marketing in the world because you're always going to trust your friends over some random commercial. Tried and true. I mean, the way I I guess I really look at it too is ecosystems, right? It's like the folks and every affiliate is within your ecosystem. And I think, and I actually didn't know that you use partner stack. So I love that. Yeah. Hey. Hey. But like, I guess that's where as you kind of scale and grow your affiliate marketing program, where solutions like Partners Stack also make sense because what it ends up doing is it manages those relationships for you. And something that people go wild for, because think about it, that's a lot of admin work. <laughs> if you are a creator or, or a vendor that's trying to manage that indirect channel. So like things like automatic payments, automated payments, and um, kind of scheduling a lot of that admin, those, those comms, are really helpful because it's going to be rinse and repeat a lot 
for all the different partners you work with. So once you really start figuring out, and I think that's why I, it sounds so reductive when I'm like, know your audience and figure it out and then find the right people to work with. But it's more than that. Because once you figure that out, what you can do is multiply that and scale it. And then find um, a PRM, like partner stack or, or whatever suits your business needs the most to kind of help scale and grow that channel to be mm-hmm. super strong. And that's Absolutely. where like, I mean, we know that affiliates, I think in 2023, it's been said that it's worth $17 billion as an industry. I mean, that's a cross, right? Oh, yeah. But like, it's, it is a legitimate form of business and marketing. And I think the thing that you brought up is so important. It ends up being people you trust endorsing products they trust. And once you're in that ecosystem that you can trust, what you're ending up with is like an easy, is easy access to tools and solutions that can benefit your everyday life to make your life better at work, which yes. is exciting. A hundred percent. And like, I love partner stack because it is just such an easy place to go. I can see everything all together. Like all the, like I'm probably in right now, like, like 30, 40 affiliates, but they're all over. Pardon? You're a network partner. Well, I mean, you have to diversify your portfolio, right? So I think of each of these as like diversifying the portfolio of like where I can invest my time and where I'm going to get investments back from. And so the more affiliate partner programs I'm part of. And this, like I started off with one, I didn't start off with a bunch. I started off with one and it grew over time because the more things you do, the more you grow as a business, the more things you have to recommend, the more articles you write, that kind of stuff. Naturally, you're going to have more affiliate programs, but like you always have to go and join them. And it's always so nice with partner stack because it's like, there's a whole bunch in there and they're collectively together and I can just look at them all and it's just super nice and neat. But there's so many of them that are like one-offs that it's like, you have to save each and every single website to log in, to go check your details. And like, when it gets to like, when, if you're going to get to a couple hundred or whatever, that like gets to be a lot to like track everything. Um, so systems like partner stack, just kind of keep it all together and keep it nice and tidy and clean. And I'm all about efficiency. Uh, so yeah. And if you want to get into affiliate marketing, like going to a place like partner stack, where they do have a lot of options is probably a good, easy start, like a starting place, because then you can kind of have a base home while you learn. And then you can grow into be like, okay, well, I really like this program over here. So I'm going to go apply to them, but making sure that you are saving each and every one of those tabs <laughs> just so that you can go back and check later. Um, yeah. Where you're just collecting. I mean, that's, I, that is a big benefit of partner stacks marketplace, right? It's that network of 80,000 active partners in B2B that are eager to generate some revenue with you, right? Like let's do it. Um, I think, if there's a hot tip too, I guess it's like, make sure that marketplace listing makes sense. So it always comes down to content for me. It's like, know your brand, know your, know the, know the value you're kind of bringing to folks and being able to articulate exactly what you can offer and um, what you can, what you're hoping to gain. I think that transparency is really key too. And great communicators often get further because they know, and they have that strong sense too. strategic um, partnerships are key especially when you are dealing with lower headcounts in a time of like it's been shaky markets this year right so it's been a weird time so having like that solution opportunity to kind of do affiliates as an indirect channel during this time is also helpful because you're still increasing brand awareness you're still getting your product out there you're still reaching new eyeballs users people and um business folks right right? And you're only going to make money or they're only going to make money if you make money because they get paid 
once you get paid. So it's like your business has to make money first in order for that affiliate to get paid. So there's really no downside to it. You know, win-win. Right? Win-win. Love, Love it. All right. So we are coming to the end here, Chloe. Is there any last things you'd like to say or mention before we finish things off? For affiliate marketing? Oh my goodness. It's a tricky one. I'm like, there's so much more to say about affiliates, but um, no, I think, I think if there is like one word of advice I would have for anyone that's like really seriously considering affiliates is know your brand, know your company, know the value, know the audience, know the ICP um, and get creative. And I think that's, what's really exciting. Um, about affiliate marketing, it's an opportunity to get a little more creative with marketing. And um, for me, that's always an opportunity. I love thinking about new innovative ways. And I think affiliate marketing will continue to grow and it'll continue to shift and change. I'm excited to see what comes. I'm excited to see what actually happens with that TikTok storefront. Yeah. Um, Amazon storefronts had mad success, right? Like, Definitely. Think that. That's all affiliates. We need it in Canada, though, for the TikTok. It's not here yet, is it? No, I don't think so. Booers. But um, Amazon Canada is, and um, we've seen a lot of success there, too. Yeah. For me, I, I don't think I'll ever be an Amazon affiliate just because the commissions are like so tiny, so little. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm like more of like a, it's got to be around like the 30% commission rate. B2B. B2B, yo, B2B. Hey. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for being on today's episode, Chloe. This was super duper informative around affiliate marketing and what it can do for your business, what it can do for individuals and how people can jump in and just get started for themselves. Love it. Thank you for having me. This was a joy. Holy guacamole. Chloe is just a reservoir of amazing information in regards to B2B, B2C, affiliate marketing, SEO. She is a girl after my own heart. If only she didn't like girls and I didn't like guys. Um, I want to thank you all so much for tuning in again today. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And if you really enjoyed today's episode, please, I would love a star rating from you. It really helps out the show. The Business Gay Podcast is written, produced, and edited by me, Callan Brecken. And if you're looking to get a free SEO website audit, you can head on over to callanbrecken.com forward slash audit and set one up with me or just click the link in the show notes. That's it for today. Peace, love, rainbows. Mm -hmm.